<clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Diego Lobo, and I'm delighted to have Natasha Martinez welcoming to Exploring Art Podcast. We had another um, host for the podcast, but unfortunately she couldn't make it today because of a family emergency. So it's just going to be us two for this episode. Um, yeah. Um, if you do not feel comfortable having your name called out on the recording, you may use just your first name. Um, but I think everyone here is comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Um, in order to have a clear and focused podcast, it is crucial for all members of the group to read and comprehend the assigned case study before the, commencing the group discussion. The group host should ensure they read the case study beforehand to guide the discussion and ensure that the audience knows what they will be discussing. If the case study is lengthy, the host can summarize it, but it is crucial to capture the main idea of failure to follow these guidelines may result in a deduction of three points. So I'm going to go ahead and read the case study. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of background about the artist and the case studies history. And then we're going to debate kind of um, we're going to talk about which side of the case we we um, we agree with. And then finally, we're going to conclude everything. So we got case study five through eight, the color of Pittsburgh. And it says. In 1958, Alexander Calder's mobile Pittsburgh was donated by private collector to Allegheny County, Pennsylvania for installation in the Greater Pittsburgh International Airport. The mobile was originally black and white, but when it was installed, it was painted green and gold, the official colors of Allegheny County. Calder protested, but the work was not restored to black and white during his lifetime. Having already relinquished ownership of the work when it was sold to the collector, did Calder, as the creator of the work, still have a right to insist that it was not altered? Even if he did not, was it wrong for Allegheny County to alter the artwork against his wishes? Could we say that the artwork itself... I'm oh, sorry. Can we say that the artwork itself had a right not to be altered? regardless of whatever rights Calder or Allegheny County might have had. So, Natasha, if you want to go into quick summary of who Alexander Calder is and how he grew up. Okay, so Alexander Calder was born in Philadelphia. He was born to a family that was already pretty artistic. His father, his father and his grandfather were sculptors and his mother was a painter. So he already had like a lot of artistic background growing up. He was he worked as a graphic artist um for various zoos and circuses. He and from there he discovered that he liked working with animals, like sketching animals. And after nineteen twenty seven when he went to Paris he started making what he was known for, his mobiles. They were known as Calder Circus because they were uh, modeled after circuses, which he worked on before. And that's how he got his popularity in uh, mobile making. Um, after he, 
he moved to the United States in 1933, and there he started working more on his salt mobiles. Before they were automated, but after he started working with like free moving mobiles, so they moved with the air instead of being powered by a motor, and that's how he started making his work from there on out. Okay. Um, Is there anything else? No, that's all. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some of his works and what I found was interesting. So starting off, what's not like his most popular, um, like if you were searching him up on Google, you would mainly see like his kinetic artwork or his mobiles. Um, what's less popular is like his paintings, which I believe came before his mobiles. And he painted very like simple um, paintings, um, kind of like abstract, but they expressed a lot of movement in them. Um, so much movement to the fact that he never used rectangles because he believed that they they ended. So he used like smooth shapes like circles or like smoothed out triangles because it, it felt continuous, never ending, and it, it gave off movement. And he also only used primary colors because he believed that the secondary colors lacked clarity. Uh, they they weren't as bold or as um, straight to the point as primary colors. So um, after that, his main um, his main artwork that people know him for is his mobiles, which are these big kinetic structures that he makes that move with the wind. So even more movement than the paintings. The paintings are still, you know, these are actually moving around. And um, and what they represent is changes in space, that continuous change in space and, uh, and kinetic movement. So it's important to note for this case also that he, for these sculptures in particular, used primary colors to sort of isolate um, the viewer's eye on a certain sequence of panels or a certain panel that moved around the area. So instead of looking at the whole sculpture, you were able to like zone in on one panel that was bright red and everything else was black, for example. So you got to like look at that one panel move around. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to start with the with debating whose side is justified in this case. So I'm speaking as an artist myself. Uh, I would feel, I personally would feel pretty offended if I personally like donated an artwork that I dedicated time and effort to, and I made sure was like made the way that I wanted it to be only for it to be altered without my consent. I think that's pretty disrespectful to the artist tradition. But you know the the airport in Allegheny County could have had their own vision. They I think their vision was more as so as serving as a homage to the county because they mm -hmm. painted the colors of the county which were uh which was the what whole color? controversy. It was green and gold. Yeah, green and gold. Which goes along with what I was saying earlier. 
which are two colors that are not primary colors, which kind of goes against um, Calder's like moral code. But um, I, I, I'm kind of like 50-50 when looking at this case, I'm still kind of making up my mind on, on who's uh, morally right, who's right in this case. Um, because while, while it's easy to say that the museum kind of disrespected Calder or they, you know, they're disrespecting the artist, um, it's worthy to note that he did sell the work to them. And if he didn't want it to be altered, he shouldn't have sold it or he should have, you know, signed a contract or something like that, like specified, like, this is my work and it, you cannot change it. Or, you know, like if, if I buy something from someone else, it's no longer theirs is mine now. So I'm free to do whatever I want with it. But on the other hand, I do understand like, yeah, it's like you're kind of just painting over like the work or you're you're changing the entire artwork into something else but what i was wondering and you know if, if i could see a photo of what they had painted it initially because there's no photos on the internet of like it being green and gold um what i was saying earlier is that he has he paint there he paints each panel kind of like a very bold color so for this one he painted it white and black panels kind of like alternating so that you can follow like the white panels or the black panels or it's like this kind of juxtaposition but i want to see how they painted it green and gold because if they would have just painted all the black panels green and then all the white panels gold it would have given off a similar effect of like isolating the panels like that are moving around and it would have given off like a similar look to his previous works just not primary colors um and the not primary colors is kind of like, in my opinion, like an homage to the town. And since like the museum is a public building, it makes sense to pay like homage to the town. Like people like around the town are gonna walk into the museum and they're gonna see the colors of their town and they're gonna feel more, I guess, like kind of patriotic, patri, what is it? Patriotic, patriotic. To, their, to their like town that they grew up in or to the town that they live in now. So it kind of like, as a community makes a little bit of sense, you know? That's a good point. And I can see why they did that. But I think it's important to note that later on, after Calder's death, like long after, they went back and painted it white and black again. So right now, it's the way that it was supposed to look when Calder donated it before. So what I'm wondering is why they painted it in the first place if they were just going to go back and paint it the way it was originally painted. It's just, it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh-huh. And honestly, it's kind of a slap in the face to him that he wasn't able to see his work, like, I guess, restored yeah. to the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, like, if you're going to do something, like, stick with it or, like, you know, not do it, they kind of, you're right, it makes them sound like they were, like, not sure whether to do it or not even though they did it waited for him to die and then redid it back to the way that he wanted it so yeah i i agree but i don't know i'm still not sold on on calder's case here because he did like 
the piece wasn't his anymore. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what. Uh, that's the part that's like sticking with me. Like it kind of like he gave it to the city. Like he donated to not donated, but he sold it to them. You know what I mean? Like it. It's their property now, so it's like they're free to do whatever they want. Okay, I want to give. I want to make like a comparison here. Maybe you'll understand what I'm trying to say this way. So, say that in. All right, so okay. we had some technical difficulties with the call. I don't know what happened. It kind of just dropped, but uh, we're back now. So we're just going to continue right where we left off. And um, I think, I believe Natasha was telling us some, she was telling us one of her points. So, yeah, I was trying to make comparisons. So, um, to support uh, Calder's stance. Um, I was making the comparison that say that an artist donated like donated their painting to a museum or an airport or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's something that they made, you know, with something in mind. And it would be kind of scummy for the head officials or whoever's working at the establishment they donated to to just take a brush and just add stuff to it to make it more patriotic or whatever it is that the Allegheny County wanted to do with Calder's piece. I feel like it's, it's the same kind of thing in that vein. I feel like it shouldn't be considered more acceptable to ruin an artist's work just because it's a sculpture that's relatively simple. That's my that's all the comparison that I wanted to make. Yeah, I just I I agree with that because I was just thinking right now, it it would be more acceptable and I think it would just be better for everyone if the museum would have talked to the artist beforehand and instead of you know just um painting over his work or revitalizing his work or you know redoing it making it kind of like their own um instead if they would have collaborated with him to create an original piece for the city or for the public domain you know that's actually a really good point i didn't think of that i think that would have been better on everyone's end I guess because they had the piece already, they just thought like, oh, you know, we might as well like just, you know, redo it real quick and then, you know, just put it up. But maybe it was just that maybe they talked to him or something and he said, no, I, you know, I'm not going to do green and gold because that's against like more moral code, you know. But um, it, does, it doesn't sound like that in this case, you know, like the like hostility that he had like towards uh, the museum, towards like, yeah. altering his work. Um, it doesn't feel like they, you know, like even thought about talking to him about it or thought about collaborating with him. But yeah, I kind of, I'm starting to agree more with you now on the fact that the museum is in the wrong because it's, it, it's just completely changing the work. Like, even if you're just shifting a little bit, like you're disrespecting, like, 
the person who put all that time and effort into it that just making actually, it your own and and they're calling it their own and they're not calling it their own piece but you know what i mean it's like it gives off that that energy of they're saying like oh you know like we own this so we can do whatever we want to it it's you know we own it so it's our piece you know like it, it kind of just feels a little bit mm, not pretentious but you know like like th they're just kind of like disrespecting it a little bit that actually opens up a point that i want another point that i wanted to make pretty similar to what you said um you mentioned that the way that he colored his works were supposed to like guide the eye to like the different panels mm -hmm. i feel like if you even if you follow the same schematic with different colors i feel like the meaning behind the sculpture just is gone because the colors could have had some kind of sig significance mm -hmm. in 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 a way and like the order or whatever that he yeah and yeah and making it all about you know county pride or whatever it is just it's it's not what the artist wanted so like it just doesn't make sense for you to make it you know mean that when it's not supposed to mm -hmm. yeah like they're shifting the meaning of the entire artwork so it's like it the artwork no longer is is like by the same artist you know at that point it's like it's a public art piece now done by yeah multiple people you know that kind of loses the like the originality I think it loses some purpose. It, I, I, yeah, I agree. For sure. It's not the same as as his original work. I'm trying to think of like, even in any any alteration at, at all, like, like even if they just change one panel, like at that point, it's it's the same effect, you know. Like the fact that they changed all of them is kind of crazy. Like they just changed the whole entire work like completely. Like even if they would have done like whatever, like that's like almost like it could almost be saying like it, if they made the sculpture that still, just... you know, like like they're changing the meaning of, of the painting. Like doesn't matter like what degree they're changing it at it. They're just changing the artwork. So it's like by that means like they could have just had like a still version of his artwork and been like oh it's you know still because of this reason you know like you know we don't think time is infinite or this and that you know what i mean like it's kind of just it's a completely different um connotation of of the artwork and i also just want to go back to the fact you know that they just ended up going back to the original like color scheme long after um Calder died it's just um they keep just going back to the original meaning of what the piece had why would you change it like it just doesn't make sense to me if you're just gonna go back to the same color scheme and have it be the same meaning that it was supposed to have do you think that might have been out of respect for him or in, in commemoration for him, kind of like 
almost like an apology i'm not sure exactly why they did it i know that that pittsburgh went through like a series of changes to different between like different um like paint jobs but they just ended up going back to you know white and black Mm -hmm. it might have been for different reasons but i'm not really sure what those reasons are yeah so yeah i mean we could kind of conclude like the points that we've made uh i'll just go over like briefly like points from each side that we made and um and then we could kind of start wrapping it up from there. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down notes um, from looking at the case. And I wrote down for like for the artist side. Um, it's, you know, like it's defacing the art at, at any level. It's just kind of like you're changing the artwork, you're defacing it. It's giving it like a, you know, new meaning. And then... Yeah, changes the meaning, changes the look, the aesthetics, the purpose, the attractiveness of the painting, the, you know, the aesthetics. Like, if they would, they did green and gold. Now, to me, that doesn't sound like the best color combination. I would much prefer his primary colors. Hold on. Yeah, I I agree, wholeheartedly. Yeah, sorry about that. I had to interrupt. Um, but and I also wrote down that it's morally wrong to change the art piece, like you were saying the entire time. It's you know going against the artist. He put all this time and effort into developing this meaning, developing his art style, developing his own um language, and to completely change that language is disrespecting like his whole artistic ideas you know definitely and then also for the museum going for their side i wrote down that he sold it he didn't own it anymore so it was theirs to own theirs to do whatever they want with it but you know whatever if they want to do something that's you know morally unethical (laughs) that's up to them it's just us that's going to judge them you know and the artist but um i also wrote down that the colors like i don't know looking at it now probably not but maybe looking at it back then we if only there was a photo of it it could have matched his theme his ideas there's a slight chance but i i highly doubt it and um and the piece having the colors of the city would be something cool to kind of like uh unify the city or have something in the public domain for people to go in and walk in and associate with it's something cool but we mentioned earlier that it would have been a way better idea if he would have done a collaboration with the city or if they would have done a collaboration with somebody else, you know, if he didn't want to do it, then do it with somebody else. Right. Like instead of just taking his work, repainting it, repurposing it, giving it a new meaning, they should have just done a collaboration with him or if he didn't want to do it with any other artist and it would have given the same um, idea of, Oh, like we want to, you know, unify the city or we want people to feel proud or they want to see the colors of the city. So it would have been way smarter if they would have just done it with any other artist if he wasn't agreeing. Yeah, I agree. I I especially agree with, you know, um, they should have just commissioned him to 
make a piece for them if they were just going to change it. They would have had more liberties. They would have had more freedoms, you know, to make it look the way that they wanted without disrespecting an artist's previous existing work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. And I think we're both on the side of pro-artists against the mm -hmm. museum here in this situation. I just want to say uh, thank you for joining us so much today. Um, <laughs> my name is Diego Lobo, and that's Natasha. I appreciate it, and this concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious. Thank you.